You are listening to the What Comes Next podcast. I am your life coach and host, Sydney. This is episode eight. Let's dive on in. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited you're here. I'm excited to talk about the art of holding space and the practice of learning how to hold space for yourself, for others, what that means, and how it can be an absolute game changer in how you communicate with yourself, first and foremost, but also within other relationships, whether that's friendships, partnerships, intimate relationships, family relationships, whatever it is, having this tool in your toolbox will be extremely helpful once you can figure out how it works for you and once you've had enough time to really practice it. Um, This is one of the things that has given me so much freedom and so much comfort and security in how I communicate and how I allow myself to be communicated with. So I'm very excited to share this with you. And the first thing I want to go over is what holding space for someone, whether that's yourself or someone else, what that means. And to me, how I think about it is holding space is this extremely safe, quiet, judgment-free, stable place. Like in my mind, it's a almost like an empty room where it's just either you and yourself, you and one other person, but essentially it's literally like there's so much physical space around you that is available. It's not rushed. It's not chaotic. It's not scary you don't feel that sense of having to protect yourself. So we're going to start with how you hold space for yourself. Oftentimes this is used when emotions are really high or something is very personal, right? If something feels scary to share, if you just did something wrong, if you just had a heartbreak, anything like that where you have negative emotions of insecurity, fear, sadness, um, anger, anything like that. If you need a space to decompress or a space to be held, you can create that for yourself. And one of the most powerful things about holding space and having space held is that it's a place to be heard. It is not a place to fix or be fixed, which is why it's so important that you find people who can have the capacity to hold space. Not everyone can do it, and that's why it's an art and a practice. It's something that you have to learn and lean into because our tendency is to want to help and fix and make people feel better and make ourselves feel better and Avoid negative emotion, especially when it's ourselves or people really close to us that we love. We don't want to see 
other people hurt and we don't want to experience that pain ourselves. So our biological nature is to get out, right? Fix it, make it better, don't look at it, don't acknowledge it, pretend it's not there, push it down, move on, right? Get out of negative emotion and pain as quickly as we can. But what holding space does is allows you to see it. It allows you to bring to light whatever you're going through. It allows you to process it instead of packing it. It allows you to see it, process it, maybe get to a point where it's a neutral circumstance or a more like a less charged emotion. And if it's not, maybe it's just about finding someone or some place that you can just experience that emotion. Whatever it is, full on, head on, you can just sit with it in a safe and conducive way. That way it's not stored in your body. You don't have to keep avoiding it and keep thinking about not thinking about it, (laughs) not bringing it up in social situations, right? Like once you sit with it in that space and once you experience it, you can release it and move on so much more quickly and permanently. It's not going to be this scary monster box in the back of the room that you can't make eye contact with because you're so afraid of what it's going to bring up, which is completely natural. I want you to hear that. It is very natural to not want to experience extreme negative emotions. But by not experiencing it, you're holding on to it. Your body remembers. Your body stores emotion. I could go in 19 different rabbit holes with that. (laughs) But your body keeps what you don't experience and what you don't process through and let go. So holding space and having space held can be very emotional. It can be very charged, but it should feel safe. It should feel secure. And by the end of it, you should feel different, right? I don't want to say better because the goal isn't always to feel better. It may be to release some emotion to process it, but that doesn't mean you're going to leave feeling happy and rejuvenated and just so glad you sat there and went through your shit, right? So holding space for yourself can look like journaling. It can look like just asking yourself, what do I feel right now? What do I need to process? Um, And this is typically where I'll recommend either a journal that maybe does have a lock on it, like all of our diaries in middle school, (laughs) or something that you can burn right after, or something that you just know and trust is yours completely and is not remotely going to be um, looked at or anything like that. Like that's the security part is you need to trust you have a safe space to process, okay? So either keep it very personal, keep it where you know where it is or write it down and burn it, but make sure you have that security where your subconscious isn't like, okay, well, I can't write that if somebody ever read that. 
like if somebody found that if you find yourself thinking those thoughts then you're not able to reach that security that you need so look at a different method um journaling is one like i said meditation is really great you can just sit with yourself whether it's guided or if you're practiced enough that your monkey mind doesn't go all over the place you are absolutely welcome to just sit and ask yourself what you need what are you experiencing where do you feel this what do you need to let go of where is this hurting what is this telling you all of those kind of questions or just a guided meditation is really great um, I use the insight timer a lot there's a premium version and a free version um, though there have been some really really helpful guided and just soundscape meditations in there that I've utilized several times so I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones I think headspace is a really good one too but the one I use is that insight timer coaching is another really really great way to have someone hold space for you but we'll get to that in a moment but with regards to coaching once you learn how to coach yourself you can kind of step back into that mind and watch or observe how your brain is working I mentioned that on another podcast the mind versus brain but when you know how to coach yourself and you're practiced enough to step back from the drama and the emotion that you're experiencing, you can look at it from a 10,000 foot perspective and say, okay, what do I need to give myself right now? Where is this an old pattern or what was the trigger that made me feel this way and how can I start to process it? So there's a self-coaching option that you can step into and really step back from what you're experiencing and create that space where you can then go into a journal or a meditation, right? I recommend strongly having an outlet to physically get this out of your body. Write it down, do a voice memo, something like that where you can physically get it out of your brain and out of circulation in your system um, and then just understanding that if you're holding space for yourself you're very very likely going to run into your inner critic <laughs> right that snarky little voice that says oh you would have pro problems with this again of course you're back here well you completely deserve that like what the heck do you think you're doing who do you think you are right that inner critic is going to show up and pop up so just being aware of that and sending love sending love its way and saying okay I get it and you may be right maybe but I'm gonna process this right now okay I, I don't need you right now I'm gonna see what else is available to me I'm gonna see what other options I have and then if I run out of anything else I know exactly where to find you and I can come back and get your opinion, <laughs> right? Don't beat yourself up for beating yourself up. Just understand that's the voice that you've had on repeat and that's that subconscious popping in trying to keep you safe. It may be a roundabout, questionable way of doing it, but that inner critic will be there and you can say, hey, I hear you. I'll come back if I need you, but right now I'm just going to see what else is available to me. 
And that's where the practice piece comes in because that's not just a one-time, oh, great, thanks. Very, very much easier said than done, especially if that voice is loud. (laughs) Okay, so those are some ways that you can really kind of sit with and hold space for yourself and create that sense of inner peace, inner strength, inner confidence in you being able to show up, support, and provide for yourself, right? Like that is such a huge piece of strength and determination. And one of the biggest ways you can demonstrate self-love is creating that sense of security and safety, almost like a uh, sanctuary within you that you have access to at all times. That's huge. And that's a practice and that's an art. (laughs) Okay? So that's how you can create and hold space for yourself. Now we're going to talk about how you get to do it for other people, which is one of the most eye-opening and rewarding things that I have been able to do and am learning how to do. Right. First and foremost, that's what I do as a coach. I get to create a space for you to show up and be authentically yourself, no matter what that means, no matter which stage you're at, no matter how proud of that you are, no matter how embarrassed by that you are, no matter how confused or curious about that you you are. As a coach, when you show up to a call, you have space. And so how you can create that for others is I heard this um, technique one time where you literally create like a bubble, like you have your bubble and they have their bubble. And the coach I was working with at the time, or maybe this was a therapy technique, I think it was therapy. You say out loud to the other person, can you come into my bubble or can I come into your bubble? Right, And it feels really weird and really awkward to do and say out loud, but it's that permission and that, I want to say physical, but it's like the out loud intentional understanding that you, I'm allowing you into my space or I understand you're allowing me into yours. And once you step into that bubble or invite them into yours, that's the world you're in. That's the bubble you're experiencing. So if someone else invites you into their bubble or says, hey, can I just have your ear for a second? I just really need to process this. That's code for, hey, I need you. I want, I want you to be able to hear me. But you've got to leave your opinions at the door. you got to leave your judgments at the door. Right? If someone's inviting you in... That's one of the most vulnerable places and one of the most vulnerable things anyone can do. So when they invite you in or when you're in there with them, like I said, leave your judgments at the door and go into this very curious, open state, right? This is the ultimate try to see their world through their eyes and try to create an understanding of, okay, 
if you were processing from that perspective or that point of view, I can absolutely see where X, Y, and Z would have made sense. Hear me when I say this does not mean you have to agree with them. This does not make anyone right. It does not make anyone wrong. It is someone saying, I can see how you would think that coming from your perspective. That is the biggest gift you can give to someone. It's not excusing them from, for their behavior. It's not saying they were right, you were wrong, or vice versa. It's just inviting them to feel heard and understood. It's someone saying, I get it. You're not crazy. You're not a bad person. You're not stupid. It's someone looking at the world from their perspective. That's the art of holding space. Because from there, then you can say, okay, I can see where you are coming from with that. What does that mean to you? How do you feel about that? Right? You're able to get more curious from the perspective of, okay, what you were doing makes sense to you. What was your goal? How do you feel about it? How do you think it went? Right? That's huge. That holding space and reserving your judgment, like, well, I would have never have done that. Doesn't matter. Nobody asked. It wasn't your situation. <laughs> right? If they say, what would you have done? Very different bubble. But if they invite you in and they confide in you, try your best to understand where they were coming from. People only do things that make sense to them at the time, right? There are a couple outliers. We got some couple wonky ones out there. <laughs> but for the most part, people do things that make sense and are in their own best interest safety wise mentally physically emotionally right we want to be part of the part of the crew part of the ship we want to stay in the pack so the other thing you can do when holding space for someone is not swim in the pool with them and this is a coaching term and I love this this is another thing as coaches we will not for the most part commiserate with you Right? If you show up to a call and you're like, this is so dumb. I can't believe she did this. My boss said this. We are not going to be like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. I'd be pissed. Da da da. Like, we're not going to jump in and add fuel to the fire. Because that's not the point. That's not why you're on the call. You know how you feel. You don't need someone to say, yeah, that is, is dumb. You shouldn't feel terrible. Right? If you're there to hold space, you're not going to swim in the pool. Let them vent. Let them say what they need to say. And just hold it. Hold the space. Understand what they're going through. Give them the opportunity to feel everything they need to feel. Say everything they need to say. Vent whatever they need to vent. Don't make it anything you have to fix. Don't make it anything you have to agree with. Don't make it anything you have to disagree with. Just let them experience that emotion, however it shows up for them. 
And then from there, again, you get the opportunity to be curious. Okay, yeah, it seems like you're super upset. Tell me more. What are your thoughts on that? The more open-ended question you can ask, the more that person has the opportunity to experience and understand or question what they are going through. Because sometimes that emotion can be so strong and so blinding and feel so true that until someone doesn't feed it, do we see that's just our experience? Do we see there are options, other options to experience the same situation than the ones we've defaulted to? Right? And by being someone that can hold that space and doesn't necessarily have to jump to conclusions or commiserate or try to fix or, you know, jump into arms or jump into action. By being someone that people can experience their emotions and their feelings with, you give them the power to say, okay, is that how you want to experience that? Is this how you want to feel about that? Or is there something else? It gives them the power to choose. Which again is incredibly liberating and such a confidence booster. It's wild. Okay. So the art of holding space doesn't come overnight it's not the easiest thing to do in the world but it's one of the most powerful things you can do in the world for yourself and for others and again this is the power of having a coach this is a safe space you can go every single week and have an hour of space dedicated to you and you alone what you're going through what you're working on what you're celebrating what you're growing through An hour a week with space for you to be you. Okay? All right, my friends. That's all I have for you this week. Short and sweet-ish, right? (laughs) Okay? So hold the space. Practice for yourself first. See what works best. See what you like. See what you don't. Figure out what you can do differently. And then work on holding space for other people. And if you need someone to hold space for you, reach out and let's schedule a consult call. Let's see what we can do for you. Okay? All right. I will talk to you next week. Bye.